Hello my friends, it's your buddy Phil. Today we're going to talk about this topic here called program management. The reason why program management is becoming more and more prevalent in the PPP space, portfolio program and project space, is we now have the need for more program managers than ever before. Because as companies undertake bigger goals that have interrelated projects, there needs to be that oversight at a higher level to obtain benefits and control from the individual projects and collective making the program that we wouldn't get if we didn't manage it as a program. So let me take you back in time for those who have forgotten. A program is a collection of interrelated projects. I'll give you a very simple example. Project 1 is a software project. Project 2 is a hardware project. And Project 3 is the integration project. These together make the program. Without any of these, the program will not achieve the benefits. For example, if you have the hardware but not the integration or the software, what good is hardware without software? Even if you have software and hardware, but there's no integration, you will not be able to achieve the output, the full benefit of that program. And this is just one example, okay? Another example of a program could be a program for customer X. Customer X has engaged with your firm to do business, and there are three projects that customer X has authorized, but they're all interrelated because they share resources. Think about that. Resources are a common thing across these. Not only do they share resources, you also have the concept of the budget. It is very possible that the budget is spread across these three in such a way that you as a program manager needs to know how to allocate the apportioned budget to get these done. So you need to be thinking strategically. Now, on a lot of programs, this may have already been done by the portfolio level people. Some other individuals may help with this, so it may not all be on the program manager. But when it comes to budget and resources and outputs, these are reasons why we manage the work as a program. Now, I want to show you a very simple way of remembering the details of program management as espoused by the Project Management Institute. It's a very simple model, and I call it the get a big soda pop model. It's very simple, get a big soda pop. What are all these? The very first one over here is governance. You gotta think about governance as a program manager. When we talk about governance, there are certain key words that you should observe and some of the key words around governance are 
decision-making, processes, policies, and control. So I'm going to dump this right here so you don't forget what we just talked about. Establishing and maintaining effective decision-making processes, policies, and controls. Now think about it. If you are a program manager managing interrelated projects, shouldn't it make sense to have a tailored, structured approach across, remember, all of these projects? In either example, you want to have a uniform way of doing things, a uniform way of planning across the projects, a uniform way of reporting, a uniform way of decision-making, and all the policies, controls, procedures should be aligned. Speaking of the word aligned, the next one here is alignment. But there's a word that you need to add to the alignment. It's Program strategy alignment. When we talk about alignment, we mean aligning the program's goals and objectives with the organization's strategic business objectives and stakeholder needs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you got to think about it like this. Let's put some notes here. Ensuring the program's objectives align with the organization's strategic goals and stakeholder needs. Okay? The long definition or the long word for this will be program strategy alignment. So let me tweak this a bit to remind you. Program strategy alignment okay i'm trying to make it as simple as possible when we talk about governance also remember that this is program governance so we're talking about governance across the entire program okay the third thing you want to think about is the b when you're able to align strategy the next thing we talk about here is Benefits. When we talk about benefits, of course, you know we're talking about program benefits management. Okay. Program benefits management. So, what exactly do we mean by program benefits management? Well, for those of you that have been into the world of the portfolios, programs, and projects, the benefits are things that we experience of worth, things that we experience that elevates our state from current to future state. So when we talk about value, value is the net quantifiable benefits. They're all intertwined. For you to get value, you must be getting benefits. And for us to say that we're getting benefits, 
there must be some worth, some utility in whatever is being used. This is very important to comprehend as a program manager. So we're going to put some notes over here. And we're going to say benefits realization, identifying, measuring, tracking the expected benefits, and the value, note that word, generated by the program. In other words, we're going to say everything to do with the benefits, right? Benefits. Let's do that again. Benefits management. It's a very, very big domain, my friends, because, you know, benefits could be tangible or intangible in terms of the value that we derive. You could gain benefits in terms of revenues, but you can also gain benefits in terms of just some satisfaction, in terms of brand recognition. All of those things together is what we call value. So value is the net quantifiable benefits, but we could pinpoint specific benefits one by one. On a program, you as a program manager need to have this conversation early, which is why we talk about a benefits register, a benefits plan for the program. You want to understand what are the benefits we are looking for from this group of interrelated projects. How are we going to identify them? Let's identify them. How are we going to measure them? How are we going to track them? How are we going to make sure that the benefits have indeed been realized? That needs to be a question all throughout the process. The next one that we have here, the S, is for stakeholder. And it's for stakeholder, you could say engagement. That would be the right word. We like using the word engagement as opposed to management. So we could say... Program Stakeholder Engagement. Now, as a program manager on previous endeavors, I can tell you, on these endeavors, you could have individual projects where the stakeholders are multiple. Multiple stakeholders on projects within the program. Other times, you have singular stakeholders per some of these projects in the program. But you as a program manager, you need to understand who the key players are on every single one of those projects within the program and understand how that rolls up to higher levels of oversight in the firm or with the customer. So this requires more specificity and more strategic thinking, my friends. Okay, again, you want to think about this as stakeholder engagement. I know that in corporate space, we just throw around the word stakeholder management. But the PMI, Project Management Institute, they did well in making it very clear that we need to think about engagement. So let's say stakeholder engagement, engaging and managing stakeholder interests to ensure their needs, expectations, and concerns are addressed throughout the program. So you need to be having conversations with your project managers to make sure that the stakeholders within the program are being catered for, their interests are being catered for, okay? This is very far-reaching. For example, on the program I was on, 
I had seven different stakeholders within the firm, but each of those stakeholders had, as it were, competing self-interest almost. So my job was to make sure all of those requirements that they had, those needs they had from the system we were deploying was satisfied across the board, across the implementation, across the training, across the handoffs, across every dimension. This is what program management is about. It's the multiplicity. It's a geometric escalation of sorts from just one tiny little project, right? It goes, it goes from just having this, right, to scaling it. And instead of that, just that tiny little thing, it becomes this big thing with smaller pieces that are interconnected still. And then some more that are interconnected. And it's the interconnectivity that throws a lot of people off because you need to have your eye on a macro view. Let me explain one more time. This is project management at this level. This is program management, seeing the cohesive whole and the interconnection points. Moreover, it's understanding how this influences, watch this, a much larger, much, much larger view of the entire organization. Understanding the overarching strategy of this firm, how that permeates into portfolios, and how this program affects the portfolio and the organization. It's the interconnectedness of work, of benefits, of value. That's what program management is, my friends. The final one, the P here. This is one that is not often heard in places outside of the PMI. It's program life cycle management. Let's put this one here. It's at the nucleus and it's in red for a reason. Program life cycle management. Okay. What exactly is program life cycle management? Let's dive into the image so that we can really hone in on the detail. Program life cycle management is all about managing the program through its entire life cycle. Okay. And when you think about program life cycle management, there are pretty much three phases. And the way I remember these three phases is with the mnemonic DDC. So we're going to go a little bit deep here, my friends. 
this is the life cycle that we're talking about. Okay. And that could be a terminal point. The first D in the life cycle is definition. This is where all the preliminary understanding comes from. This is where we clarify, we solidify the program's objectives, we flesh out scope, strategic alignment, key activities are done, which include planning, but even before that feasibility study, it's the definition. It's really having a solid understanding of what exactly needs to be done. Okay, so it, it actually comes, you could say comes first. Like think about it like an authorization, an understanding, understanding the context before planning. Okay, that's definition. Then we go into development. Now, when we talk about development here, it's a little bit different because the development here also includes going to the lower levels of planning. So at a high level, doing a feasibility study, understanding the program scope, the deliverables, that comes in definition. But when we get down to the detail of how things are going to be done, the detailed planning, the individual project plans, defining tasks, timelines, and all that. We call that the development. And then on top of that, we're also going to work on stakeholder engagement, uh, communications and reporting, change management, everything that happens as the project is being executed. So I really want to make this clear. Let me create a few notes here just for the sake of this deep dive. Okay. So when we talk about the definition, I'm going to put some notes for you over here. And you can always freeze the frame and go back and read. Read the detail. It's very, very small print, but it's going to help you. Okay. So just freeze that, go understand the definition, all of the stuff I said, and then we go into the development. And in development, like I said, we're talking about detailed planning, project execution, stakeholder engagement, communication and reporting, and change management. So there's a lot that happens. This is where stuff gets done. So let me put a note here as well. Okay, let me make this engagement because I want I want you to think about it as engagement. And let's make this smaller. There we go. And let's zoom in just so that you can have a screen grab if you need to. See that? That's the development phase. All the stuff that we do to not only plan the work, but also execute it to also oversee and coordinate. Right? This is where we're getting the stuff done. Think about the mass of work across all those projects. So the development phase is very sensitive and 
as a leader, you need to be driving this stuff and making sure that everything is indeed aligning, okay? All right, finally, I know you're wondering what the C stands for. The C here stands for the closure phase. Closure. All right, and as I did pr previously, I'm gonna expand this so that you've got a good idea about what happens in closure. And closure is just finalizing and closing the program. You're making sure that whatever has been created meets the quality standards, benefits realization is addressed, knowledge transfer, stuff that you would typically do to make sure that everything you were supposed to have gotten done was indeed done. Okay, making sure that as you're transitioning whatever was created to operations, everything's clean. So let's go ahead and put some notes in here for you to freeze frame and read. Let's make that a bit smaller, there we go. All right, so that's what happens in closure. Okay, finalizing, closing out, blah, 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 it's all there, okay. So with this in mind, you can see we just zoomed into the program lifecycle management only, nothing else but that. So you now understand the DDD cycle. I coined these phrases, right? These are not coined in, in the program guide. This is my interpretation to help you digest it, okay? Now, if you look at this macro view of the program lifecycle, you can see that it fits into the get a big soda pop model. Now it sounds funny, but it's gonna help you remember what these things are, okay? Last but not least, we're talking about the P here, right? The program lifecycle management. Now you understand what the program lifecycle is, we can go a step further and put some notes in here, okay? So let's go ahead and put in some notes about the program life cycle. Okay, so the program life cycle, the DDC, you're now aware of that. And we could just say here that this is the effective management of all the phases of the program life cycle. And we have already defined what the DDC is. So think about what you would do as a program manager to effectively manage this, right? Managing the program through its entire life cycle. Everything that is in the life cycle. So let's go ahead and put one more tiny little note here. All of this stuff is blown out in the PMI's program management standard. But there you have it. Get a big soda pop, boom. You'll never forget that model, my friends. And then you'll never forget the DDC model.
Okay. And if you want something for the DDC, dummies don't communicate. Dummies don't connect. They don't connect the dots. <laughs> you see, I got you covered. Someone said, Phil, give me a mnemonic. Well, I just gave you one. I just gave you one, all right? Get a big soda pop. And dummies don't connect. Dummies don't communicate, which is true. They don't. They don't understand the importance of it. All right, so there you have it, my friends. That is program management in a nutshell. If you are looking for a framework to manage your programs, I encourage you to think about these prongs. If you were going to break down the definition, we could go pretty deep. If we were going to break down the development, we could go pretty deep. But let me tell you the honest truth. In my experience, okay, of managing programs and managing controls around programs, because I've managed some pretty heavy program controls, 19 projects within a program, and I've managed a suite of programs, too many to even name, heavy earned value and stuff. I tell you, every program manager has their way of managing programs, but the successful programs... This is what I've noticed. Watch carefully. This is the strategic idea. Those that have been managed successfully, they are done with one important thing in mind. This is a program of projects, okay? All the way to project N. The thing that I've found they have in common uh, leadership when they succeed. The leadership has to be tight. In other words, you are able to influence, you are able to see things at a higher level, the interconnectedness, the concerns of the stakeholders. You can anticipate what the stakeholder is going to ask next. You can anticipate what is near and dear to the stakeholder's heart. That's leadership. Leadership is many things. It's foresight. It's vision. It's listening to the intuition. It's going after the big things. Something that is closely connected to leadership is, like I said, strategy. The ability to see the big picture and understand how to get to that future state that you're seeing at the big picture level. That's strategy. If you do not have strategic thinking, it's going to be hard. The last one that I want to say is really important here is the ability to effectively communicate, which means not just verbal communication, but nonverbal. And I'm talking about nonverbal cues because interpersonal relationships often hinge not just on communication with words, but communicating with body language and tone of voice, showing emotional intelligence. You can tell someone is emotionally intelligent or not from how they communicate. Their body language, their posture, their countenance, those who are great leaders, 
combined with great communicators. They are mindful and in the moment at all times when they are communicating with, you got it, stakeholders. Because those are the people we communicate with. So if I was going to give you a base to ensure your programs are solid, number one is definitely going to be leadership. Number two is definitely going to be understanding what is most important. Number three, you've got to understand the stakeholder and you've got to be able to communicate. And depending on the situation, one of these might be on top of the other, depending on the unique program manager. Some program managers are all-rounders. Some program managers are weak when it comes to stakeholder interaction. They're not good at communicating they're not really good with stakeholders, but they are strong in their decision-making, which is part of leadership, but it's not the only thing. In fact, all of these are parts of leadership. So when I say leadership, that's why that's at the base, right? But then for those lacking good communication, body language, tone of voice, they need to up the ante on that. Another quality of program managers as leaders is even if... They ain't got it right now. They know they're going to get it. They're going to study. They're going to research. They're going to do everything. They're going to go above and beyond. And they're going to always look, I got this. Even if they felt an iota of doubt, you're not going to see it on their countenance. That's what makes great program management. Leadership, strategy, communication, stakeholders. Okay? So let me give you a few quick notes on these three. And then we're going to be done. We are going to be done with this lecture. I know you're like, Phil, let me go. Uh, I got somewhere to go. Hey, we got to get these notes down so that when you go into the world of program management, you are going to be a shining example. You're going to be a shining star. All right. So uh, take some time out to freeze this frame. I'm going to try and uh, make this a little bit more compressed so that you can see everything in one place. All right, but spend some time freezing the frame, taking a look at what I'm showing you here, and on just understanding, just organically, what I'm talking about. I've got to be honest, I've worked with some program managers that don't have a whole lot of education, but they've got great determination and all those other qualities I showed you, and guess what? They're able to make things happen. Their plans may be a little bit primitive, but they are plans across the projects. They station people on those projects that they can depend on. This is what program management is, right? So, my friends, take some screenshots. Clean up your act. Get a big soda pub, my friends. And dummies don't communicate. Remember that. Right, but bright people do. Just remember that, okay? And with that, my friends, we are done with this model. I hope you enjoyed it. You got any questions or comments, let me know. Just remember, there are different views to the world of program management. This is just one, okay? There are different organizations, different entities, but this helps align your thoughts. So what I would recommend is if you find anything 
from the world of program management and you want to bucketize it, just ask yourself, is it in the governance alignment, benefits, or stakeholder bucket? Or is it somewhere in the scheme of the life cycle management? Because what you need to remember, these prongs that we have, which is why we put them on the outside, all of these, there's interchange. There's interchange among these, and these are not in sequence. There's overlap. Surely, of course, you knew that already, right? There's overlap all the way through continuously, and there's interchange, right, all throughout. Stakeholder engagement is part of every one of these. Benefits, we need to be thinking about that when we're thinking of the DDC. Alignment, same thing. You've got to be thinking about alignment all the way through. Governance, of course. How do you even do the DDC without the governance being spoken about? You get what I'm saying? When you understand this model from the perspective of iterations, overlaps, no rhyme or reason, everything melded and molded together, you will have a better view of program management because it is so not linear. And trying to define this as linear steps means you don't get it. All right? So think about this a little bit more, my friend, and you will be laughing all the way. I don't care whatever position they've given you as a program manager. Use this model. It is going to help you wildly, okay? If you have not checked out my book on Amazon, do that. I have a book on program management on Amazon. And it's called The Layman's Guide to Program Management. Check that book out. I've got an audio book of the same on Amazon. I will also have some additional books in the world of program management, right? For those people, those project managers who are struggling to understand the topic and uh, you want to know more, just keep your eye on the content on, on Amazon, okay? Uh, just do a search and you'll find it. So there's a couple, there's the audiobook, and I'll just show you on the screen here. There's the Kindle, there's the audiobook, whatever the case, you're going to come away understanding program management better. And there are other training aids for program managers that will be on here shortly. Okay? I hope this helps you. I wish you all the best. Congrats, those of you who have just gotten employment as program managers. I would advise you to take a look at the PMI's program guide, the standard for program management, and learn a thing or two from there as well. Okay? You take care, my friends. All the very best, and bye for now.